0: If you're feeling stressed and particularly if you're building a business on the side of a job you need to really simplify things and strip things back so that you're just working on the absolute essentials.
1: Welcome to the Put Yourself First
0: podcast,
1: inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Josephine Brooks. Say hello. Hiya. (laughs) Thanks so much for chatting to me today on this lovely sunny morning. I'm excited to dive into this chat and get to know you a bit more. Um, I know we've done a little podcast swap already, which I think Mm. the timings of which this one will be out before yours. Okay.
0: Definitely head to Josephine's podcast, which is called, would you like to introduce it? On The Make, it's called On The Make and uh, yeah, we we chatted last week actually, didn't we to record. Um, So yeah, Kat shared so much wisdom actually, um, all around kind of following your intuition. Um, I mean, we really talked about all sorts, didn't we? But there was a lot that came back to following your intuition, which I'm fascinated by. So um, yeah, I think that's going to be out around the 8th of June
1: fabulous and this one will be up like just a a week or two before but today we're going to talk about um mental health and anxiety specifically in business and how you personally have found that and any sort of tips and tools that we can use and share with others to manage that because it's very very good timing actually when we're recording this it's um mental health awareness week isn't it so yeah uh, yeah very important stuff to discuss and it can be a very a very lonely ride running your own business Ooh, so yeah with that being said would you like to share a bit more about what it is that you do and your career background how you actually came to working
0: for yourself sure yeah because it is quite a winding <laughs> winding path um But yeah, so I am a mentor and coach for side hustlers who are kind of aching to escape their nine to five. Basically what that means is that I help people who are growing their businesses on the side of a job and I help them to plan more effectively, I help them boost their productivity um, and basically help them get really intentional about growing their business so that they can create that lifestyle that they're really longing for. But yeah, my philosophy is all around doing less and just focusing on the stuff that really matters. It's not all kind of hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, Because as we're obviously going to get into, I have a bit of a background with anxiety. And, you know, that hustle, hustle way of growing a business, particularly when you're side hustling just isn't sustainable. So yeah, so I help people build businesses in a in a non-hustly way, but in a way that's really intentional so that people can you know, start to see that light at the end of the tunnel, so start to see that it's possible to escape their nine-to-five and um, support themselves through their own business. And in terms of how I got there, it has been quite a winding path, but um, I've always had a side hustle since I started working, really, and I've had loads of different things that I've done, um, but I think it just started off as a creative outlet because I've always had kind of pretty boring desk jobs and I just wasn't getting any of that creativity out of me um so yeah I started off kind of DIY blogging I don't know whether you remember back in the day there used to be lots of blogs around this is how to make something or this is how to yeah. cook something they used to be loads of them and I think obviously the blogging landscape has totally changed now yeah. but um Yeah, that's how it all started out. And then I kind of got to this stage where everything I was making was sort of sewing based. And that's kind of what I did best, probably. Um, I'm not particularly good at being the kind of jack of all trades that some people are. And some people can just, you know, make anything out of anything. But yeah, sewing was my thing. and, And that kind of evolved into a home decor business where, so a product based business where I was selling you know, cushions and all that kind of stuff, that typical home decor stuff. Um, And that really started to grow and get pretty successful. And I really enjoyed that. And I I sat down one one year's eve actually to do kind of year-end planning or whatever and realized that, you know, I'd spent the whole day making charts and reviewing things and planning the next few months. And I kind of sat up and kind of realized this is what I love doing. I love all the planning. I love all the, you know, trying to find better and quicker ways of doing things and finding efficiencies and all that kind of geeky stuff, um, which probably shouldn't have been a surprise, because at work, I had retrained to become a project manager, because I'd kind of Really loved having the timeline and kind of just working on projects and making things happen, really. So, so yeah, so 2018, last year, I was just really focused on pivoting my business, quite significant, really, to helping people plan more effectively and boost their productivity and find more efficient ways of growing their business. Um, and because I've been side hustling for so long, I think I had a side hustle for about seven years before i left my nine to five finally um so yeah so now i work predominantly with side hustlers because i just really get what it's like to kind of to grow a business on the side of your job so so yes um that's a very long ramble but um and then i'm sure i'll get on to yeah how where the anxiety came into that story but so yeah that's how I got to where I am now I think it was a process of elimination really just figuring out what I enjoyed doing what I didn't enjoy doing and um so yeah
1: I love that story thanks for sharing <laughs> I do feel yeah I feel like there's not a lot of support for people with a nine to five mm. trying to build yeah. something I think it seems very sort of one you either one or the other you either yeah built like going climbing your career ladder or you or you have to there's this narrative of like quitting your job overnight and suddenly making like six figures with your online course and all this bs yeah i think for someone who practically just can't just quit their job and start a business a side hustle like you say can be an amazing creative outlet and is a way for you Mm. to explore I always share like with clients even hobbies and things can be such a creative Mm. way to explore what you might potentially want to do in the future and even just help your you know mental health which we're going to get onto because Mm. it's something that's just for you.
0: Yeah totally.
1: With that being said there are pros and cons to running a business and managing anxiety but I also (laughs) would love to hear about your personal experience with anxiety because I imagine it's As you mentioned, it's been happening for a number of years. As with most people, Mm. it's an accumulation over time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, how has your experience with anxiety personally been, and how has that sort of shifted and evolved as you've, you know, left your job and started a business?
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because, like you say, you kind of assume that growing a business on the side of a nine to five could be very anxiety inducing and i have experienced it both ways like you say it can having that side project can be a benefit to it and it can also be pretty detrimental so um but yeah i think i first i've definitely had sort of little bouts of depression in the past but i think probably just after university i had quite a a kind of deep sort of period of depression but i i just didn't really deal with it at all at that time and eventually sort of came out of it and that was fine. Um but in terms of the anxiety I didn't actually start to experience that until um the first kind of time I did experience it was probably around Christmas um 2017 when I was uh, still having my home decor business and it was just crazy. It was just you know I was working full time then and trying to get all these orders out. I was sewing until like midnight and just the stress of that really started to um, show up as 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 anxiety. And um, although I wasn't having panic attacks at that time, I was having all of the other symptoms are really struggling to sleep and all that kind of stuff. And I started going to yoga and that did really help. But also what helped was um, moving into the new year and it not being so crazy anymore and things kind of calming down. And then it was actually in last summer so summer 2018 when I really started to struggle with it really badly um and I'm still not really sure why that particularly came about but you know if I'm honest it probably is a bit of a mixture of just going way too hard on trying to grow my business as well as working and Yeah, I just had a lot going on. And um, so, yeah, it was actually when we were, my boyfriend and I were on holiday in France and I just started getting these panic attacks, didn't know what they were at the time and was really freaked out because I was just sort of really struggling to breathe and we had no idea what a panic attack was. Um, So it was quite scary, but that's sort of where it all started. And I was working part-time at the time. So, you know, after we got back from France, started going back to work, But I just started kind of getting halfway there and then just having a panic attack and just really struggling to sort of function and do the everyday things that I would usually do. So like going to a wedding or catching a train or just sitting in a meeting was just like a no go for a while because I would just have a panic attack. And um, so, yeah, eventually it got so bad after about five five to seven trips of the doctors they eventually signed me off work and um so I had three weeks off work and I I think I learned so much in that time because I just I didn't work for a week three weeks and I didn't do anything on my business I did the absolute bare minimum um and I, I don't think I was even posting on Instagram or you know I really wasn't doing anything at all and what I found in that few weeks was that actually if I strip everything back and I just do the absolute bare minimum Um, there isn't really much of a detrimental effect on my business Um, and that's when I started to realize that what my philosophy is all shaped around now is that kind of productivity is about doing less and just focusing on those things that matter Um, so that was a really interesting time and then after that I did go on to medication actually and that's why I had those few weeks off because it can be a bit up and down for those first few weeks. So I went on to medication and since then that has helped me massively. Um, but the other thing that's helped me massively is taking my own business full time, which, I mean, it could go either way. It could be really anxiety inducing because you've got that uncertainty there. Um, but for me so far, um, it's really helped my mental health because I can manage my own hours. I can work in tune with, you know, my energy levels and how I'm feeling. If I am feeling a bit rubbish, I can just work from my bed um, and I can go for a walk. My walks, my daily walks, I have dogs, so that kind of helps to get me out. But there is something pretty magical about walking, I think, that just really helps me just chill the fuck out basically Mm -hmm. um and so yeah leaving my nine to five has actually been really good for my mental health because uh, you know at the moment I'm feeling pretty pretty good about things and I don't you know occasionally I get that feeling and I think I'm a lot more in tune as well with my body now and listening to when it starts to say like okay need to step away and shut the laptop down now or whatever um because I think I'm so scared of it happening again as soon as I start to feel those symptoms I'm kind of thinking okay right time to take a step back now um so yeah it's been it's been an interesting one but I think although it was absolutely hideous like when it was really bad it was just such a rubbish time but I've learned so much from it and actually I think it made me feel like okay leaving my job and taking my own business full time is more of a need now than a than a want and um so yeah in many ways i have i have it to thank for a lot of good things as well as a lot of crappy times as well
1: yeah that's really true and a really positive way to look at it and i think well i know speaking with many other business owners on this podcast and just reading people's stories online Mm. the beauty of building a business is that you that you can set those personal boundaries in place and your business can work with you and your Mm. lifestyle and your like health needs which is amazing because there are people who like jen carrington comes to mind because she Mm -hmm. she said in her podcast like she she physically wouldn't have been able to work if she didn't start a business so the uh, like the only way for her to be able to earn money herself is Mm. for her was to start a business so for her it was like 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 you shared in that example she had to do it because she needed that time and that flexibility Mm. to be able to have that lie in or take that break or go on holiday so yeah yeah, that there's something really beautiful about being able to shape your own life and that's the really exciting yeah. part of running a business with that yeah. being said I, <laughs> um, I think most of us start a business for those reasons but many of us fall into the trap and almost fall back into those traditional mindsets and habits around work and that for me has been a source of anxiety. Have you struggled with that yourself? Have you struggled? Mm. Well, it sounds yeah. like that <laughs> it sounds like that was kind of the tipping point for you and your anxiety last um last year when you yeah, started having the panic attacks. For me, it was the mindset of I have to work these hours. If I'm not working, I'm not earning money. Um mm. I need to this whole hustle thing that you talked about in the beginning. Mm all of that has contributed to my anxiety, which I guess is like the flip side of running a business because mm-hmm. because yeah. it's just you. It's just you and your mindset. And if you're telling yourself certain things or putting pressure on yourself, then that's where the
0: tables turn for
1: me in my experience. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely. It can definitely sort of swing both ways, can't it? Um I think... It's actually, we're so um, brainwashed by this whole nine to five kind of traditional way that we work. It's really hard to get rid of those, um, you know, just those kind of, what's the word, sort of norms, I guess, that actually you should be working between nine and five. And, you know, if I decide that I'm going to like go for a walk or take a bath at like midday I still have those feelings sometimes of like oh I feel a bit guilty I should be working and it makes it kind of almost not really worth it because I'm just feeling all these feelings of oh I'm 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 not working I'm not you know I'm not a real business person Um, and all those kind of feelings I think it's really hard to get that nine to five thing out of your head and you know the fact that yeah you feel like you should have your bum in a seat from nine to five and also I think when you have your own business work looks totally different so you might be you know spending the morning taking pictures for your blog or your Instagram or an ebook you might be writing and you might really enjoy that and because you're enjoying it I kind of sometimes feel like this isn't work what am I doing playing around playing at having a business and I have a lot of um sort of negative self-talk around that um But yeah, I think my anxiety tends to flare up when things are just getting busy. It's not so much about um, not doing the traditional work stuff. I think it's around, I don't know, when I have like a workshop date coming up and I need to do all this stuff and I need to sort out this and this and this. Um, I think that's when I really start to struggle. And so that's when I kind of... I think those those few weeks off that I had really started to embed this this kind of philosophy now that I use all the time that productivity is actually about doing less. And I go back to my list of things to do and I just look at it and think what can come off and what can I just not do because there's so much stuff that. You know, sometimes I'm doing things just because I feel I should, because there's so much noise out there that, oh, we should be doing Pinterest, you should be doing this, you should be blogging every week, you should be doing this. And actually, it's so much more important to find your way of doing things because A, it comes a lot more easily and it's a lot more authentic. And I think it, that kind of shines through. But also, if you're feeling stressed, and particularly if you're building a business on the side of a job, you need to really simplify things and strip things back so that you're just working on the absolute essentials. And I think that's even more essential when you're struggling with your mental health. So yeah, that was all a bit of a ramble, but did that (laughs) make sense? No,
1: absolutely. And it's such a refreshing take on it because Mm. so much of the business and social media content online about you know growing a business growing your social media following getting more traffic to your blog website all that stuff so much of it is do this also do this also do this oh and don't forget to do this and Mm -hmm. if like you say if you're already in a busy period you know there are always going to be periods in your business where you have a big event on or you fully Mm. booked with clients or you've got you know personal stuff going on so you might not have as many hours like actually at your desk physically doing Mm. work there's always going to be those periods and if you're going through one of those and then you have all that noise we tend to just fill our to-do list with stuff that we feel we should be doing so it's so so refreshing to hear someone else say just take things off it's okay yeah
0: just take things off your to-do list yeah, it can sound scary, but actually, just experiment with it. Just take one thing off a week, and I think what you'll find is that you know not everything you're doing is essential. Not everything you're doing is moving the needle. And what what is moving the needle the most? Whether that's in terms of growing your audience or you know actual income, whatever. Um, but whatever you're you're focusing on achieving at the moment, what what projects and tasks actually have the most impact and the most positive impact, I suppose. um So yeah, I'm all about stripping things back and doing less because I think from that period where I just didn't do a lot in my business, you know, I didn't put out any podcast episodes. I was really posting very minimally. You know, everyone was still there when I came back to it. No one, you know, it wasn't like I had a mass of unsubscribes or, you know, you know, no no one came back to listen to my podcast afterwards. So, you know, if you have to also step back and take a bit of a break, don't be scared to do that because, you know, the chances are everyone will still be there when you come back to it.
1: My next question, which was in the notes and that has just come about naturally Mm. in this conversation is, do you feel that we're Mm. addicted to that busyness? Because I think we are. I think I am. I think I... Mm especially as women too we put so much pressure on ourselves on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. because you know with the yeah cringe but with the modern woman and this you know we can run businesses we can have a family and go back to work we can um travel like Mm -hmm. travel the world and run a you know and have our side hustle (laughs) and work full time and be get a get a promotion in our career and diy our whole house up and all these other like we we can we can and we yeah, should if freedom. we want to do all yeah. these things and um, we should and we deserve to you know everyone deserves to have that choice and that freedom but mm-hmm. with that i feel like comes this mm-hmm. expectation a lot on our a lot of it is from ourselves
0: i think there's so many layers to why we're addicted to being busy? Um, I think on one hand, it can be a bit of an ego thing. It can be you know, I'm really busy at the moment, and uh, you know sometimes we can wear busy as a bit of a badge of honor, and you know, I'm really busy, I'm doing so much stuff, and you know it can, and I'm sure this is all very subconscious, but we're kind of told that if you're busy, you're doing well or you know think you're successful because you know you've got all this stuff going on. and so as a result, we can kind of treat it as a bit of a badge of honor but um so there's a little bit of that going on there's also the fact that we're told that we can have it all and we should have it all and and actually we only have 24 hours in a day so we do we do need to prioritize but um yeah I think we all feel a bit like you know we always need to be doing something and we need to be looking like we're we're successful in business and we're successful as a mum and we're successful as a I don't know, whatever else we want to be. And yeah, we're never really told to actually just step back, look at what's most important and just do that and just do those things. And I think as well, a lot of us are people pleasers. So, you know, when we're invited to that birthday party that we don't really want to go to, but we feel awkward about saying no, we end up just committing to so much stuff we don't want to do. Um, You know, the kind of after work drinks or yeah, like I say, the birthday party or whatever, we we end up saying yes to a lot of things we don't necessarily really look forward to doing. Um, we always want to be that kind of people pleaser at work. If someone at work asks us to take on an extra project, then we're more than likely to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And I, I don't know about you, but I think it's just these societal norms that you know for example if my boyfriend's parents come over to stay I always feel like I should be cooking and being like the perfect girlfriend and my boyfriend's just sat there on the sofa doing nothing I'm like how how are you okay with doing that (laughs) exactly I always think that I think
1: I I often think to myself in like in a that's a great example in that scenario I would be stressing out because I'd be like my washing baskets piled up I've not perfectly fluffed and folded the towels on the bed or oh I've not like prepared this exquisite meal for them to have and then sometimes I have to catch myself Mm. and think (laughs) is Adam stressing about this right now the answer yeah. is probably not yeah. He's probably not even That's...
0: thinking about it <laughs> you'd probably
1: get home and be like
0: oh it's fine yeah. we'll just get a takeaway yeah. and I think that does just show like you know I'm not putting everyone in a box here but that does show the kind of the, the most common situation where you know as a woman you're like oh I need to be have this perfect meal cooked and have you know the beds all made with little towels on the end of the bed and you know our other halves are like it doesn't even occur to them like it doesn't you know if I was just sat there on the sofa I would feel so guilty for not sort of helping cook or whatever and I think like you say we do just put so much pressure on ourselves in all areas of life whereas you know it's it's definitely different between women and men and yeah like I said I don't want to put everyone in a box but yeah we do just put so much more pressure on ourselves
1: it is on ourselves because you know it's the the modern it's 2019 adam does not expect me to make him dinner and present it to him with my pretty apron on every night looking perfect that expectation is what i'm putting on myself
0: yeah yeah that's a really good point it's interesting because um this weirdly came up with um when i was having therapy and um, I was like, I just feel so, because that's a really anxiety inducing situation because I'm just constantly worrying, like, have they got everything they need? And my therapist was saying, you know, are these expectations that you're putting on yourself or are these expectations that they have on you? And I'm like, no, this is totally on myself. And she said to me, what you've just said. And she said, what about next time you just go and get a takeaway? And I was like, oh my God, I hadn't even thought about that that's such a good idea (laughs) um so yeah we just put all this pressure on ourselves to do all of the things and like you say it is it's on ourselves it's not always you know necessarily expected of us by other people it's it's very internalized I think
1: yeah it's really interesting stuff do you have any tools or you know exercises tips to help Mm. manage that pressure and that the mindset of being addicted to busyness and equally do you have any tips for anyone really struggling with anxiety around that like what Mm. what do you do during those situations
0: it is really about a lot of what we talked about um with you for my podcast episode about tuning into your intuition um which is something i know you're a huge advocate of as well but i think If we don't listen to our bodies, that's when it starts to pile up. And actually, someone said to me the other day that she wasn't surprised that I suffered with anxiety because I haven't been very good at listening to myself. So, for example, sometimes I will just get so stuck into my work, it will get to three o'clock in the afternoon and I realize I haven't eaten Hmm, because. (laughs) Yeah, and I think the more we block out what our body is trying to tell us, the more noise body has to make if that makes sense so you know if you can start to to hear or listen to those initial little warning signs you can take a step back then rather than waiting for your body to have a full-blown panic attack to tell you you know you're putting too much on yourself you need to take a step back um which i totally get is easier said than done and it took this whole you know, really dark stage with anxiety and depression for me to start to realize that. But I think now I really try to tune into what my body's telling me, because, again, I'm so scared of it going back to that really bad stage that I respect it a lot more. Um, But, you know, your body will physically start to tell you when you're putting too much on. And I think for everyone, it's a little bit different. I tend to start to feel like a bit of a tingling in my hands, um, which is weird, but um, that's just sort of what I feel. So yeah, it's listening out to those those subtle signs that your body is sort of giving you and trying to just tune in a bit more to, to listening to what your body's saying. So even if that's like first thing when you wake up, thinking, like, okay, how do I feel? Because weirdly, a lot of the time when I wake up, that's when I feel most anxious Um, so I guess that's more of a a practiced way of dealing with it Um, but I think if you are in the full-blown throes of dealing with anxiety and maybe having regular panic attacks you've just got to step back and you know if you can um, if you are in that stage where you're just struggling to to function in those everyday things whether that's commute to work catch a train you know, the, the normal everyday stuff that you do, I do think you've just got to take a step back from everything and speak to your doctor. If you need to get signed off work, then speak to your doctor about that because just having those few weeks where I just had no agenda, it was just, it was so good to just switch off. And that's exactly what I needed at that point just to not do anything. And I think like we were just saying, that's something that's really hard for us to do. So I think having that doctor's note really helped me just think actually a professional thinks I need to just do nothing for a few weeks and that kind of validated it weirdly. Um, So those are kind of, I don't know, a couple of suggestions if you're, if you're struggling with anxiety at the moment, but if it's a more, you know, if it's less full blown, I guess there's, there's so much you can do, but I do think, I know I sound like a broken record, but it is about doing less. And if you're feeling just even a little bit stressed, just put everything down on one to-do list and circle the three things that are going to have the biggest impact on your business or whatever you're working on, your project, whatever. And just limit yourself. And I think just picking three things out really helps you to prioritise because we're probably quite bad at prioritising because we want to do everything, right? Um, But yeah, if you tell yourself which three things Are going to have the biggest impact on my business this week or this month then it it sort of forces you to prioritize and I think you'll find that if you just focus on those things the other stuff won't really matter because they're not having as much of an impact as these three things that you're going to focus on um and so that's how I write my to-do list for every day I always just have three must-do things and then I have a could-do list underneath which is you know be nice to do but not a problem if if they don't happen um so yeah I think it's about stripping things back and doing less basically and prioritization is a big thing whether it's in business and I think in life is just equally as important and learning to say no to those things you don't want to do um which I know is again it it's not easy to start with but um it's like a muscle and you know the more you get comfortable with saying no the easier it comes um but yeah there's a whole lot there around boundaries and saying no And I think we talked about that a little bit as well in in our episode for my podcast but um it is just about stripping things back and doing less and taking that pressure off yourself and um yeah and I think social media as well has a lot to potentially can contribute a lot to Anxiety or just stress generally. Um, and I think what helped me a little bit with that was to charge my phone overnight in a set in a different room so that I didn't pick it up first thing and just immediately start scrolling through Instagram and just looking at all these incredible things that everyone else was doing, and I was just sat in bed. <laughs> um but yeah, maybe if if social media is giving you all of the anxious comparison feels, then maybe. Yeah, try charging your phone in a different room. Or a tip that um, Alice Venom gave me, actually, um, who is a digital marketing coach, she told me that you can turn your phone onto black and white. Um, and that it's something that she does because like, as soon as you turn your phone onto black and white, it really makes everything pretty boring. <laughs> um, and it's just quite a good tip. If you need to use your phone when you're working... But you don't want to get distracted by scrolling through Instagram. That can be quite a good tip. But I quite often put my phone on airplane mode and put it at the other end of the house if I don't need it when I'm working, just so that I don't get distracted by it and so that I don't spend all my time just scrolling through people's stories. And just, I think sometimes it can just feel like there's so much noise um, with social media and, you know, everything really. I mean, even podcasts, emails you're subscribed to. And sometimes you do just need to block out all that noise for a little bit and just not listen to podcasts for a a week or not go delete the Instagram app from your phone for a few days or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, essentially it all comes back to just stripping things back and shutting out the noise when you need to and not feeling guilty about it, um, yeah I know I've had to do that (laughs) quite a bit recently yeah
1: me too it's a daily practice as well and there are Mm weeks there are weeks where I'm really shit at it and I fill my to-do list and I'm on Instagram getting distracted all day and then I'm like why haven't I solved you know all the world's problems with my business this week (laughs) not that that's you know a high, too high an expectation on myself but yeah. I, I completely agree I'm a huge advocate for the three things too um mm. and what like, I always share that with my community as well and I think it's such a great tip for this conversation because as mm. someone who is prone to putting too much on the plate and I know many women listen to this will relate that is a tangible really simple easy thing to do that trains your brain into that mode of less is more
0: yeah and you know what it's such a good feeling when you've just I don't know muted a few people on Instagram or unsubscribed to a few newsletters or just not gone on Instagram for a few days it instantly frees up your headspace. um so yeah I'm a, a big advocate of just shutting out noise when you need to especially if you just need to kind of go back into yourself and connect reconnect with where you're bringing value and you know who you are in your business and how you want to do things um then shutting out noise can be yeah just the best thing you need to do for a few days or weeks
1: So these are the quick round questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast. I'm excited for a quick round, yeah. (laughs) And as Put Yourself First is all about empowering women to put themselves first and make more time for themselves, question number one is, what is your go-to
0: self-care ritual? Oh, so many cliches I've got here. Um, I love a bath. Yeah. Um, I love a really good, like, hour and a half two hour long bath um I love walking I know that can make me sound like a grandma but I do love my daily walk um I live out in the countryside so it's really nice just to go for a walk I don't really see anyone and I can just switch off um and I've started reading a lot again recently which is something I really struggled to make time for before but I feel really smug at the moment I feel like someone who's just turned vegan and I want to tell everyone about all these books I'm reading yeah (laughs) just like Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm really loving making more time for reading and, yeah, being really smug about telling everyone about all the books I've read. (laughs) So, yeah, a load of cliches, but all good things.
1: Love it. Second question is, what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently?
0: Mm, um, Probably pitching. I'm trying to pitch more to magazines and... The blogs and podcasts and things, and that is quite scary because it's just like bringing up all of the feelings around oh, what if I get rejected and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but I mean, it really is a muscle your comfort zone. The more you use it, the easier it gets. And yeah, it's funny how you can start off being absolutely terrified of something, you do it a few times, and then that sort of seems to slot inside your comfort zone and then you go after the next thing but but yeah at the moment it's probably definitely pitching
1: fantastic next question is what are your 2019 goals
0: so i generally plan in 12 week chunks i don't really plan for the year at all um but i do have a word for the year which this year is flourish um and basically that's all about kind of just trying to simplify things and really stay in my own lane and find ways that are just very me to grow my business and so the kind of idea behind that is that I should find a bit more ease in my work and I just want to to yeah find a way of growing my business that just feels very in tune with following my intuition and staying in my own lane and and just in tune with me I guess so so yeah not any specific goals but i do have a word of the year which is flourish and i just check in with it every month and see how things are going but but yeah i plan in sort of 12 week chunks and just don't plan too much for the year because it's just too overwhelming i find
1: i love that i'm totally an advocate for that as well it really helps looking like breaking things down into quarters yeah definitely more manageable Next Mm. question is, would you like to share
0: a favourite resource that you're loving recently? Sure. Um, I had to think about this and they're all just, I'm sure everyone is already aware of all of these, but... um, I've been getting a little bit bored of Instagram recently. I've been getting a a little bit, it's all just full of all these tropes and just all a bit samey. So I read Sarah Tasker's book, Hashtag Authentic, which just got me really inspired again and got me feeling creative. And I know it's, A book that's just had so much noise but I think that noise is really deserved because it's it's just such a good book and it's really inspiring and yeah so if you're the one person in the world that hasn't heard of that book yet um, I recommend that one Um, and the guided meditations in the headspace app I have been doing each morning and find those really good it's just amazing how much just 10 minutes a day can just really help you chill out and yeah so those are the couple of things at the moment. I know that probably everyone has already heard of them, but I hope I hope there's a few people out there that that helps.
1: I've not actually read Sarah's book yet. I obviously follow her and listen to her podcast. Yeah, yeah. But I think the good thing about the resources is sometimes it takes a few mentions of the same thing. So I, yeah. I noticed with a book recently, every person I followed had mentioned it. And that's when... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to hear about something a few times to yeah. be like, oh, like I need to get on this. So yeah. Yeah. What well, Apple... book was that? I'm intrigued. <laughs> it was um, the War of Art by Stephen. Ooh. Is it Stephen Pressfield? I think it is. I but, haven't yeah, heard of that one? It's. All... I think you'd quite like it. It's all about um, procrastination and like holding back from Ooh. creating your art yeah. and sharing it with the world um Ooh, that does sound because good. you're scared to look bad or you're scared to fail or you're scared of
0: whatever yeah yeah oh that does sound good yeah okay i'll check it out <laughs>
1: not used to sharing a resource in my own podcast, <laughs> but there we go finally where can people go to follow and support you online and would you like to share a bit
0: more about what you offer and what's coming up for you Sure. So my website is josephinebrooks.co.uk, um, and there are loads of free resources on there for anyone who is building a business on the side of a job. Um, there's quite a few free eBooks as well. So um, if you sign up to my mailing list, you'll get access to those. And I have a podcast called On the Make, which Cat uh, will be appearing on very shortly, and. Um, Yes, and on Instagram, I'm at Josephine P. Brooks. So those are the main places where you can find me. And in terms of what's coming up, um, I have a few one-to-one mentoring spaces available. And the main thing that's happening over the summer and autumn is that I'm running a few workshops, which are called um, Your Side Hustle Route Map. And is essentially what we spoke about briefly earlier around planning in 12-week chunks. So it's basically rock up and we'll kind of chat and then really dig into the heart of your business figure out what kind of lifestyle and business you want to grow and then figure out what three things you need to focus on over the next few months that's going to have the biggest impact on on getting closer to that and then we'll make a 12-week action plan for your business so yes got some workshops coming up so if that sounds like your cup of tea go and check those out they're on my website josephinebrooks.co.uk
1: fantastic i'm really excited to check those out and share them in the show notes so all of that will be linked in the show notes for you guys to check out and josephine thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and you have shared a ton of really practical tips as well for anyone struggling good. with this
0: good i'm really glad well thank you so much cat it's been really lovely chatting to you and uh yes i'm really looking forward to sharing your episode of my podcast as well and sharing more of your stories so yeah it's been really fun thank you so much for listening to put yourself first
1: if you enjoyed it or you have any feedback i would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this and if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi i'm at cat underscore horrocks on twitter and instagram And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.